fans, Joe Vitale back with another episode of the Chicago Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. I've uh, been away for a little bit, and I'm coming to you from away also uh, here in Anaheim, California. Just a little vacation while I tag along. My girlfriend is doing some stuff at a conference. I was at a bachelor party before that in good old uh, DeKalb, Illinois, but I'm back. And... Uh, we're talking Blackhawks, so. The guard season, and uh, the Hawks have done a couple more moves that, um, just one more move actually, and they still have one more to do um, so we can solidify this roster. So as you guys know, Ryan Donato coming over from Seattle, uh, he was a free agent and um, I believe he was undrafted, signed out of college by the Boston Bruins, and uh, tore it up over there, kind of, uh, for an unsigned, un undrafted player, I should say. And so he, he signed two years, $4 million, $2 million AAV. And uh, Philip Kurashev still needs to accept his offer because uh, he is a restricted free agent. Uh, he was getting paid 850000 last year, had put up 25 points. Uh, he's a forward who can do it all, so he might command a little bit of a raise. I mean, he could probably double it, 1.5 mil. I think 25 points is worth $1.5 million, so just waiting on him to sign that. Uh, maybe he's back home chilling, having a good time, you know, in Switzerland. Here, it's a really, really beautiful place over there. So uh, Tracy Myers of NHL.com, you'll remember her from the Blackhawks beat writer. She worked for NBC Chicago, Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. Um, and so she wrote a nice article about uh, a projected lineup and maybe some needs uh, still. You know, Kyle Davidson came out and said, you know, all the heavy lifting is done. Just maybe a few pieces here and there. Ryan Donato, one of those pieces. And I think we're probably going to need uh, a bottom pair defenseman. Um, those, uh, the, the bottom pairing for the Blackhawks right now, if Jared Tenorti, Nikita Zaitsev is it's looking a little rough. So you, you're going to need a guy, you know, Zaitsev is that, that seven guy. So you're going to need someone to pick up those minutes. And there are some, there are some free agents available still that will uh, will definitely fill that void. So Tracy, she's got uh, her lines right here. Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard, Tyler Johnson, Lucas Reichel, Andreas Athanasio, Ryan Donato, Philip Kurashev, once he signs that deal, Jason Dickinson, Taylor Radish, Nick Foligno, Cole Gutman, and Corey Perry. That fourth line, really good. Cole Gutman, I'm... I'm excited about him. I, I don't think he get a, a fair shot last year um, with his health. Uh, he scored all of the Blackhawks goals in the preseason. And then he hurt his shoulder, I believe, in Rockford and um, wanted to tough it out, which I applaud. Um, and, you know, hockey guys, they're just a different breed. So I, he wasn't playing up to his 100%. And he was giving us his 75% and it was really good. So I'm excited to see him fourth line role. You know, he's probably not going to get too, too much time maybe around 12 minutes a night. 
But, uh, you know, with Nick Foligno and Corey Perry, those are some good, good mentors to have who will also be mentoring Connor Bedard. Uh, for the deep pairs, we got Kevin Korchinski, Seth Jones, Alex Vlasic, Connor Murphy, Jared Tenorti, and Nikita Zaitsev. And, you know, I'm telling you, we're probably going to need a defenseman uh, in that right on that right side, right-handed uh, bottom pair. So uh, a couple of those that are available, um, according to Cap Friendly here, um, you know, we've got Matt Dumba, Tony D'Angelo, Ethan Bear. Those are the top three. I think uh, Matt Dumba is probably going to um, make you too good. Um, and I think Tony D'Angelo uh, has got a lot of off-ice baggage. And I don't think he'd be good for the culture that the Blackhawks have so tirelessly worked for right now with uh, Luke Richardson and just guys that have drive and motivation and speed. Um, I would like uh, Ethan Bear. I think I'm going to choose Ethan Bear here uh, for... Uh, that free agent signing on the last D pair. He was averaging about 18 minutes a night, 18-11, I want to say. I think he he cracked like, you know, 15 points. Uh, so nothing crazy. Uh, I don't really think he's been given uh, adequate time either. He was on Carolina and he was, you know, lost in the, with your Brett Pesci's and your Jacob Slavin's and stuff. So like, those guys are really, really good. And Ethan was just a little bit young and unproven. And then he went to Vancouver and he was getting some good time there because Vancouver's defense was so bad. Uh, and he was doing well. And then he got injured, unfortunately. And he'll be, he'll start the season injured, which, you know, might be a little bit of a problem. But he's young, 26 years old. And so he can kind of fit in, in that timeline with, you know, some of the other prospects coming up and whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe like a, there's also like a Cal foot option, you know, a Tampa Bay lightning traded to the Nashville predators. He was playing NHL games, um, big body. He'll, he'll mix it up. Um, I think he, the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about with Calfoot is he didn't really get that much time in Tampa because obviously their decor is amazing. And he got, he got some good run in, uh, in the Predators, 50 games play, I want to say. Nothing really crazy on the stat sheet. I, think, I don't even think he broke 10 points. Um, I, but he's not really there for that. So... Um, you know, maybe if you pair him with a Jared Tenorti and, you know, you got two guys that'll mix it up and block shots and take the body, uh, you know, maybe that will work out. You know, he's only 24, so he's even younger um, than Ethan Bear. Uh, so you, you might want to slide him in, um, but, you know, maybe you want to go with like a Mark Pissick who like, he plays forward and defenseman, uh, veteran guy, 31 years old. Um, he's, but he's got good offensive abilities. I'm not going to say, I mean, he's not Kale McCarr or Miro Heiskanen. 
he's not even like a, a Connor Murphy really when it comes to offense, but I think he has that offensive jam because, you know, he plays forward sometimes. And, um, you know, a veteran guy, leadership, you know, all those like uh, over, overarching attributes that he has, attributes he has. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe like that, something like that would work out. Um, maybe some younger guys so they fit more inside the timeline and it's less so of a of a mercenary type business that you'd get with like a Mark Pissick or, you know, someone like that. Maybe like a Madison Bowie or a Jason Demers. Jason Demers got bought out by the Arizona Coyotes um, with Zach Cassian. So I don't think you were going to want him on the team, but uh, – because I, I just I think he's cooked to be honest. I'm 35 years old. He played a pretty physical, hard-nosed game, and you know there's just a lot of miles on that body, and I, I just don't think it would work out for the Blackhawks. Uh, you know I think we we've we've mentioned before that uh, maybe a goaltender, but I, I really don't think that the Hawks are in the market for a goaltender uh, because a there are none available. Um, you just saw like Thomas Grice, he retired and, and I think like JF Barube is available, a Blackhawks legend. I think he was involved in the, uh, Panarin trade, but, uh, don't quote me on that. Cause I don't, I don't think it was, I think it was Anton Forsberg was the main piece of that, that Stan Bowman thought he was getting a good, good goalie. And, uh, he's a good goalie for the Ottawa Senators tore both of his uh, ACLs or MCLs in his in his knees. Gruesome, gruesome injury to have. Um, terrible, terrible for him. But he should be coming back, and he'll be backing up Jonas Corpusell, and that'll be kind of cool. Uh, Alex Dubrincic got traded uh, for another black ex Blackhawk, so he goes to Detroit. Boo! Detroit sucks. Um, and uh, Kubalik was in that deal, so he goes to Ottawa. Alex Dabrinkic from Ottawa to the beloved Detroit Red Wings. Um, so, yeah, uh, that uh, G- the GM Pierre Dorian for the Ottawa Senators got really in between a rock and a hard place uh, with that deal that got us Kevin Korchinski. Um, so we're going to be reaping those rewards. Pierre Dorian, not so much. And uh, that's okay. (laughs) Go Hawks. Uh, So then we're going to move on here. And uh, some other news in the Blackhawks realm. So it appears that Pat Brisson, the agent for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, their, their company has left Jonathan Taves off as a, as a free agent. So, this is leading to a lot of people speculating that Jonathan Taves is going to retire. And if this is the end, I just want to thank Jonathan Taves for all the memories that he's given me and all of us uh, here as Blackhawks fans. Three cups, our captain, the youngest captain, some great, great uh, highlights. You know, that, that dude on a breakaway was unconscious. He was the best. He was so good. And he was, you know, face-off guy, leadership on the ice, had to get calmed down against the Detroit Red Wings by Brent Seabrook. All good. 
uh, worked out. And, uh, you know, it was, it's just he's the captain. And uh, it, was, it was great watching him play games. And if this is the end, I hope he enjoys retirement because uh, he gave us a lot to enjoy. And then uh, Patrick Kane, uh, off-season hip surgery. Uh, Papperson would not uh, give any info uh, at all. And uh, so he's, he's going to sign a contract in season uh, because six to eight month recovery time gets him about, uh, I think best case scenario gets him in December. So he's probably going to sign a contract mid season, which is very interesting. You don't really see that a lot. And, um, as where he's going, you know, not really sure he's, you know, he went to New York Rangers. Uh, I don't think their cap situation is good enough for the, to bring him back. Um, you know, maybe he stays in New York and maybe goes to the Islanders. Um, he loves Matthew Barzal. And uh, I think he would do a lot of things to be able to play with him. I think that it's like that's his perfect center to play with in his mind. So I think that'd be really fun and it'd be really cool. Uh, you know, maybe he goes home to Buffalo and gives the Buffalo that veteran sort of uh, skill that they could use. And uh, not, nothing wrong with Patrick K dishing it to Tage Thompson or Alex Tuck or Dylan Cousins, you know, I mean, all those are incredible players. And uh, they need a they need a, a winger uh, because they're going to be getting rid of Victor Olafson, kind of a one dimensional uh, player on the power play. Really, really great shot. Uh, really good at one timers, but just like defensive liability, which is kind of a uh, Patrick Kane, unfortunately. But uh, I would say Patrick Kane's a lot more skilled. So you know maybe he'll go home and. Uh, that would be really fun to watch. I think that I think Buffalo would benefit from that. I'm uh, I'm really high on Buffalo. I like they've got a lot of USA hockey guys over there, and I'm a big fan of USA hockey. Um, and then, so uh, you know, we we've covered what what the lines might be, probably will be. Uh, Korchinski is going to be. Um, I, you know, I've said it. I beat this drum a lot. I said the Hawks are going to give him nine games, not let his contract slide, get him back to the Western Hockey League. But that Western Hockey League or the Canadian Hockey League and the NHL agreement, player agreement, you've heard me rag on it. You're going to hear me rag on it some more. Not a fan of it. The NHL is not a developmental league. And then junior is just a little too far down the ladder. I would like to get those. Canadian Hockey League players in the AHL getting reps, playing pro games, seeing what, you know, pro hockey is like. I think the AHL is one of the more competitive leagues. It might even be the second best hockey league in the world besides the NHL. You know, the KHL will give it a run for its money, but the KHL is also on international ice and such. So, Little a lot more emphasis on skill over there. AHL, I mean, guys are chucking them left, right, center. There, you have to keep your head up, and you have to want it to be in the AHL. Really, grind them out type league. 
Um, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that Korczynski is going to get 20 to 25 games, and then he's going to go back to Seattle Thunderbirds of the Western Hockey League. You know, I don't mind it. Um, there's only two players signed beyond the 24-25 the season, and that's Connor Murphy and Seth Jones. So burning that contract, it's not going to really matter because the Hawks are going to have the contract space. Teams can only have a maximum of 50. And um, so they're going to have that contract space and they're going to have that cap space. And you're going to really see this new age Blackhawks core. You know, you're going to see Bedard, Reichel, Korchinski, and Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro. You know, these are going to be like your, you know, your Keith and Seabrooks and your Sharps and your Sods and your, and you know, your Canes with uh, Connor Bedard. You know, Connor Bedard's obviously a centerman. And he's going to be a lot more influential on the game than a winger. But, uh, you know, of, of Patrick Kane's caliber, when you get up that, they're up there, they're, they're impacting the game a lot, too. Um, and then we got Drew Camesso as, you know, playing Corey Crawford. And it's going to be really, really nice. And uh, so just wrapping up the Blackhawks news, um, you know, Kurashev still needs to sign that deal. He had 25 points last season. I'm not really seeing much. You know, maybe you want to get him on like a three-year 1.5, four-year 1.5. You know, I don't really know if the Hawks want to, you know, like hamstring themselves with con like term term contracts because you know Max Domi. Come, he wanted a five by five, um, and the Hawks were not about that. They don't want term. Uh, so, you know, and then you're probably going to see your Ryan Greens, your Paul Ludwitskis, uh, Savoie, and um, you know, there's a there's a Gavin Hayes. He's on the um, Flint Firebirds. I want to say you're going to see these guys making their Jalen Lupin, uh, formerly of the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'm not entirely sure where he is right now, but he signed with the Blackhawks. So he, he's going to be in Rockford playing pro games, which is really, really good. And um, it's this is the new era, new age Blackhawks, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm excited to see how they perform on the ice. Um, you know, they probably would prefer that they're still bottom five in the league. And that they, they can get some more high-end talent in this next draft with uh, Macklin Celebrini going to go number one overall. Uh, that kid is, if you want to see some, some cool highlights, some skill, look up that guy. He's at the Chicago Steel United States Hockey League. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here with uh, some – some news that's a little less chill, unfortunately. Um, Hockey Canada had uh, an incident uh, in 2018, and uh, they're, they've been investigating, 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 and they've, they've found that they could probably charge five of those players on that Hockey Canada team. And this relates to the Blackhawks because two of the current Blackhawks 
are uh, were on that team uh, in Boris Kachu and Taylor Radish. Now, nothing has been official yet. Uh, no one has been charged, but uh, there I think they're gearing up to do that. And uh, there might be some some bad news coming here for Blackhawks fans. Now, I'm not I'm not accusing anyone of doing anything. Uh, they both came out with statements uh, denying their involvement in the incident. And uh, so I just, uh, you know, I just, we need, we might have to prepare for some bad news, unfortunately. And uh, if that's the case, some roster spots will open. And then, you know, your Mackenzie Entwistle's, Reese Johnson's, Colin Blackwell's, they can slide in. Um, so good news, bad news. Um, cause it's getting really crowded in that forward group. Uh, so we'll be, have to be on the lookout for that. Uh, the NHL is taking as much care as they can with this. And I think there's going to be a decision in August, I want to say. Um, so, uh, if that's, you know, if, if that is the case, really, really unfortunate, especially with the, the dark spot that is the Kyle Beach situation on the Chicago Blackhawks. Luckily, the Chicago Blackhawks have rid their organization of a lot of those uh, a lot of those pieces that were involved, and some a lot of those players are retired or out of the league, and um, they built back. And uh, this is the new era of Blackhawks, uh, where things uh, like crimes uh, will be taken seriously. And we're, we're, you know, you know, move on and build up this roster for this new era of Chicago Blackhawks hockey. That's going to be really, really cool. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really excited with all these prospects and with Connor Bedard leading the charge uh, with these uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, it's hopefully going to bring uh, a new dynasty. And uh, this has been Chicago Blackhawks Hockey Central Podcast. I'm Joe Vitale coming to you from sunny Anaheim, California. And uh, look out for some more content uh, coming your way. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, peace out.